you remember when we were kids when like the Tim Burton Batman movies came out and it was like they had 50 different suits and they weren't even in the movie it was like neon underwater Batman <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean so it's gonna be like Sam Wilson Wakanda version Falcon suit ba-da-bum ba-da-bum ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-bum ba-da-bum ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-bum ba-da-bum ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-bum Hey everyone, welcome back to the Marvel What Now podcast. I am Kurt Locker. And I am Peyton Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> The summer soldier. <laughs> wow, I can't believe we're here, Kurt. Look, I mean, you know, look, everyone, first off, disclaimer, we apologize for our little bit of a delay. Had some live stuff going on, vaccine stuff, woohoo, birthdays. Go, Emily. Happy birthday, Emily. Um, and a lot of good things. So we apologize, but we're here and we're back with the vengeance, baby. We're, uh, yes, we're avenging the finale. <laughs> <laughs> Do the work. Do it. It was the butler all along. <laughs> all right, man. What'd you think? What do we think of this episode? Yeah, I mean, it, I would say it hit the parts that it needed to hit, like blew them out of the park. Loved it. Uh, there's some other things that kind of got in the way that slowed it down, complicated things. Um, but I still feel like it it stuck the landing. Yeah, 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 I, I, I would agree. I, I just watched it again for the second time just before, you know, we kind of started to record our episode now. And I felt less, uh, like, like less, it, less, less that it was not good. <laughs> I would say, like, a, a solid seven. I felt like the, the episode for me was a, a, a true encapsulation of what I would say my criticisms are of the entire season. That it was, like, good, fascinating, fulfilling character journeys with a, a kind of plot that's all over the place and not the best. Yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, again, it's, it's hard not to like dive into one moment just right off the bat. Like, I just want to like jump straight to the end or talk about this scene. Um, I mean, I think you can pick I, up right at the beginning, though. I mean, well, first off, the episode is titled One World, One People. Um, you know, obviously the Flag Smasher um, uh, kind of anthem, they're kind of like uh, call to arms, if you will. Um, and, you know, the episode begins, you know, it just kind of begins with a bang. It, it does it, it kind of flipped this kind of flipped it in terms of structure. It, it doesn't it didn't like build up to like the big battle with him. It just kind of threw us in there right with it. Yeah, it's almost as if I felt like the last episode and then the finale like that felt like it could have been its own movie. Like if they did this as a TV show, they would have just packed everything into the last two episodes. Right. Right. Um, yeah. There was a, a lot to get through. I will say, I mean, the big uh, sort of like twist or reveal that Sharon is the power broker. I'll be honest, like going into this episode, I didn't need any more Sharon. Mm-hmm. I, I get that they're wanting to like reveal the um the power broker thing. I feel like it could have been done in a different way, and they're obviously setting up Sharon to have a bigger and different role moving forward. But 
bringing her back, bringing back um, Batrock, uh, it, it just felt like a lot of stories colliding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it was like, no, this was like, you know, the time to sort of like narrow down and, and focus on everyone else's journey. I mean, Sharon was there like right, she was there at the climax. You know, we find out that, well, we don't find out, but she shoots and um, seemingly kills Carly. I don't think she's really gone. But so, I mean, they, they gave her a very prominent role and I felt like it kind of made things a little more convoluted than, than need to be. Ashton made a good point when he watched the episode. He was like, you know, I, do, I don't, I didn't mind that Sharon was the power broker, but it automatically made me go, then why did she let Bucky and Sam and Zemo at the super soldier guy like why did she allow them to see him which is just a great point i mean there's a couple of different plot holes i think you could bring up one of my other friends one of the things he mentioned he just goes where's spider-man which also makes sense too i mean you know this is i i think if we're if i'm not mistaken that the timeline this does happen prior to far from home so he would be there so i mean it's just i don't really think there's an answer for it i don't I you I know you were you you have been kind of like down on the Sharon stuff, and I do agree that it, that it just it just is, that that's where everything was just kind of messy. I I love the personal journeys and like how we ended with John and how we ended with Sam and even though like Carly is I I don't think she's coming back. I think she is gone for good because they really kind of like tied up with a bow really i mean she even says i sent a text to you when i was watching the episode she says the thing about you know it doesn't even matter if we live here anymore that the movement is still going to continue on and i think that was kind of like a a wink to the to us of like that's it that is exactly what's going to happen like yeah these people are going to be gone and then when they get blown up later on you know the really the super soldier aspect of it is completely gone now but the flag smashers that whole movement is not gone so maybe they'll address that in the fourth movie than the sand movie that just got announced um i would assume there's going to be some of this connected tissue that's going to go into that movie but who knows yeah i love that scene where the security guard is kind of closing in the flag smashers in the back of that security vehicle and you know he whispers to him in the last minute the the very official security guard says like you know one world one people and so you're right like carly's message is still out there um, and it's kind of like she's set them. It's everything that Sam and, and Bucky have been trying to do, like telling her don't go down this path mm-hmm. because it really has created, you know, that, that domino effect of like, okay, you started this. Like it'll, it only intensifies. It only keeps going like deeper and deeper. And so you have to like start with like pure motives and, and actions. And so she's definitely just started this, uh, and Sam says that to her when they're fighting at the very end. He goes, "Where where does it end? A hundred, one, a hundred, a thousand? Like where where you know what what is good enough for you to feel like it's even now? You know, there's got to yes. be there's got to be a different way." Yeah, I mean, it's this is like how other organizations, you know, they they could have started in the MCU. You know, like Hydra started as a movement, or. Um, you know, if you bring in other groups like serpent societies or they, they all start with, you know, some kind of leader, like setting the precedent of this is, this is how we're going to behave. Like this is the standard we're setting to get our message out in the world. 
<clears throat> I, I think Sam's message too, I, I want to focus on his speech a little bit later on, but I think he also kind of addresses that too of like, in a way, Sam doesn't necessarily go against the flag smashers. He just doesn't, you know, because he's also like, look, you know, he tells them like, we, these are people too. We're all, we all are literally fighting for the same thing now. You're just thinking that you're not fighting for the same thing. Um, but let's, let's jump, because I want to focus on that. That whole speech, I think, is really, we need to just focus on like, that's, that to me is like Sam kind of becoming Captain America. Uh, the suit, man, we got to talk about the suit. They really just, at the very beginning, they, they just jumped in and gave us that right away. That wasn't like this. I, I'm glad that they did that too, that they didn't wait till later on in the episode. The cool action moment, you know, when he comes flying through. And wait a minute, before we continue on, we have to give ourselves and any, the, the six people who have been listening to this, the, we have to toot our horn because a lot of the things that we said, they did happen that this, this episode, um, you know, particularly with Isaiah scene and like, you know, we called the fact that Sam would have, you know, the, the wings, the shield and red wing, uh, you know, Ashton got a cool little surprise and he's like, Oh, cool. He's got red wing back. Yeah. Like, and then he had two of them, you know, so it's not just one of them. So that was a cool little surprise. So we see like how Sam is going to be different. I, man, he like, yeah, when he shows up in that suit, uh, it, it was awesome. It, it looked perfect. It worked well. Uh, I remember when he like crashes through and one of the security guards goes like, who are you? And he, and Sam just goes, I'm captain America. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. my girlfriend, M, she turns to me, she goes, I just got chills. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like it was such a, uh, such a good scene. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree, man. And and it was, it was kind of like in a just yeah, like you said, it's I don't want to say throwaway, but it was like a very simple thing, and he just owned it right then. You know what I mean? It's like in a way, in a way, you know, it's like Sam always has known, we've always known, but it's just that kind of like, and I think they they mirror that with him and Bucky of like taking ownership of who you are. Do you know what I mean? It's also such a a stark contrast to our first introduction into John Walker. And it's like, he's announcing himself to the world as Captain America. And how does he do that? You know, on uh, Good Morning America, like football field, fireworks, ban. And it's like, you're just selling the idea of Captain America, whereas Sam shows up and he's like, I'm being Captain America. Mm-hmm. I am Captain America. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this for the cameras. Like, get out of my way. I'm trying to, you know, do the right thing. Blah, blah, blah. But it, it's, yeah, such a kick-ass moment. And then we even get um, the little scene in the end where things are dying down. And Sam just kind of looks at John Walker. And I, he kind of has that, like, shameful, like, puppy look. And then they just kind of have that moment, like, Sam nods. And it's just a very clear understanding of like he's like, hey, I'm Captain America. Like, what's up? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think we got a lot of good John stuff in this episode, though. I I, I do. You know, we we kind of we didn't nail like in terms of what what the the. I'm glad that they gave the moment of <clears throat> you know they really did put him at the precipice of like, and you see him like battling with like. Am I going to chase Carly or am I going to help these people who are in, who are in danger? And John makes the decision to help the people. And I really like that. I know that he is more antagonistic in the comics, but I do like 
because the entire time, even even when Sam and Bucky have been busting his balls the entire time, it's it's almost in that way of like the only reason we're it's like man we don't not like you just because we don't like you we don't like you because you're acting like a fucking asshole and you haven't earned this clout that you think that you have like yeah you know what i mean like we you you you're just because you're called captain america you don't know steve you don't know who the hell steve was if you would like to know sure you know so i i did like that they they kind of that John ended in a good place. I do think he's in way over his head. I don't think he really knows what he's getting himself into um, in relation to, you know, Val and that whole situation. But I do like that they made him make that choice instead. I thought that really stuck with him. Even though he struggled with just being told what to do, I, I, I have felt like they put a through line in in what, in what Riot Russell's performance. He's chosen, like, to be a, a, as good as he possibly can be. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure how I feel about John Walker yet. Like, I, I agree. I, I do like that scene where they show that he made the right choice, and it kind of goes back to what Lamar said earlier about you know he always makes the right choice in the heat of battle. I'm not fully can. I don't know. I, I think when we see at the end, and he's talking to Val, and she's already setting him up to be U.S. agent, and he's gonna be like back out in the public eye. Um. I don't know. I feel like it kind of washed over the the damage that he had done, you know, with the using killing someone with Cap Shield, like in broad daylight. Went over a little bit quicker for me, but I am like still interested in the character to see see what he does. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he's especially since he's already taken the serum, it kind of begs the question of can someone change after they take it, or or does it just not only make you more of who you are, but like lock you into that state. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's way more fascinating because he's, he's been put in the same <clears throat> several, very similar idea, not ideological situations. And he's made, I mean, he's made the wrong choice and he's made the right choice in this season. So like in a way, you know, yeah, he did do it, but again, it's like, if he were pushed to an extreme, let's say, for instance, what if somebody goes after his wife? Would he become more protective because that's what's most important to him? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what they're going to when they when at the very last scene with Julie Louise Driver, when she leaves, he says, uh, I'm back, I'm back, baby. You know, and it almost feels like, again, like it, to him, it just it seems like he thinks he's still kind of on the team, if that makes sense. And I think he has no idea what uh, what's really going on with her and what he's going to be caught up in. Oh, he has no idea. I mean, I feel like he's essentially just been uh, recruited by Hydra, essentially become Hydra Man or whatever. Um, we don't, don't fully know. We don't know anything about Val yet. So uh, I'm just really curious to find out more about her character. And we also know now that she was initially uh, planned to be introduced in Black Widow. So, I mean, they've already had some kind of story, you know, set up for her. I just can't wait to find out what it is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she is just incredible. I thought she was even better in this scene this time, too. You know, and she was like, wow, that's just brilliant. I I wish I would have thought of that. Maybe I did, unless I didn't. 
but maybe I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just, I, one of the things I found, <clears throat> I was like, mm, she goes, things are going to get really weird. Things are about to get weird. And I, I just, I, I can't. And then you look at the streak in her hair. In the comics, that streak in her hair is actually white. But they very specifically and so subtly changed it to purple here. I, you know, you and I talked about this offline. A lot of people think that Sharon is a scroll. Sharon could be, although I could see her not being. I think Julie Louise Dreyfus is definitely a scroll. I could definitely, yeah, I could see that. Um, when when is Secret Invasion supposed to come out? Um, I'm not sure. That, I think that comes out next year. I mean, they're already unveiling more of the casting for it. You know, obviously, Amelia Clark has been cast in a mystery role. Um, Olivia Coleman, the Oscar winner, Olivia Coleman, has been talked for as well. You know, they're going to be back Monica. Like, I've even heard rumor that Chloe Bennett is going to be brought back as Quake and that she's going to be in that show, too. But that obviously is a, is a big rumor. But they're obviously setting that. My point being there is that I do think that coupled with that line of like things are going to get real weird is that the whole scroll situation is already happening. It's already happening. It's I think it's already been happening um, for a while. And um, obviously I think that's what that show is going to reveal, but whether it's the dark Avengers and all this mess that they build, but there's people that have already been, the scrolls have already been around for a, for a minute in my opinion. Yeah. I'm just really curious who, there'll be those reveals of like, Oh, this person was a scroll or there was a scroll the whole time or, you know, the, but I'm just really worried that it may work in the comics. Cause you can like undo everything and tell all these crazy stories, but I don't want them to undo anyone's story that they've already done in the MCU. I so I feel like they have to start like planning these somewhat like they're crucial to the larger story, but in terms of like screen time and, and stuff, they're not as big. So start to like okay we, we're going to introduce julia louise dreyfus she would have already been in black widow uh falcon and winter soldier maybe she'll be in one more and so it's like by the time secret invasion comes out it's like oh shit but no one really wants to be like oh hawkeye wasn't really clint barton the whole time or Truth. It, it's Truth. like it just it, it takes away from so much of that emotional weight, and I don't think they'll go down that road. I think they're smart enough not to do that. But I, the I side characters to me are the ones that are that are of like open. Like to me, those are the ones like like again, Julia Louise Dreyfus. If you show a senator and or a you know a high ranking government official, unless like for instance they reveal that like you know she worked for Shield for decades and she knew Fury. And she's been a scroll the whole time. You know what I mean? That like already adds the fact that they've been here for decades. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to necessarily be an Avenger. That says more if they've been here for decades and decades and they've been infiltrating the highest levels of power too, whether it's Shield or Hydra. You know what I mean? Where they the the aliens don't care. They don't care if it's Shield or Hydra. They're over here trying to learn everything about every bit of it so they can take it over. You know what I mean? So I I, I do think they're they're putting the seeds in that that plot line now. Yeah, and I mean. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. The line, you know, things are about to get real weird. It's totally a call out to what's about to happen. Because when the scroll invasion starts or, you know, it's already started, the you know, everything's been happening behind the scenes. Like when all that comes out, it's it's going to just flip everything upside down. Oh, for sure. And whoever that first reveal is and whoever the first person that they reveal is, 
as like a character that we think is somebody and then that's revealed to be somebody that's revealed to be a scroll. That's going to be like, you know I mean? People are going to, you know, I'm very curious to see who that, who that's going to be, like who that's going to be revealed to be. It's going to be somebody we know, somebody that's new, somebody that's like, you know, it's a, I agree with you that it is a dangerous plot to get into, but we're, we're like jumping ahead now. Let's, let's get back to the actual episode itself. I, I will, I do want to add on here, uh, check out our TikTok. It's Marvel What Now. Uh, we do have a video from a little while ago where we talk about you know, theorizing that um, Zendaya's MJ is actually a scroll, And I yep. think that could be a, a pretty interesting twist. I don't think she's necessarily evil, you know, playing into the whole scroll invasion, or at least not. she doesn't want to. But I think there's a, a lot of good points that could be made for her being a scroll and they do to have help. to go they've got to it's got to be somebody big it can't just be all of the and maybe that one character you go that you know i think inevitably when they reveal it to be you know the thing you said is like it is going to undo it a little bit of like well where was it's going to start bringing those questions where were they this and what was this what happened to the real version like that's a whole different story but it is they're going to have to do at least one bigger person you know what i mean that's yeah. reveal it to be I would love to see them in a movie theater but I, I really enjoyed it watching at home on the TV as well completely agree that was Ashton that was one of the first things he said too and, and I completely agree that that first any of the same stuff in the beginning was just truly stellar I mean he looked good the cool the part with um <clears throat> you know when he pulled down the uh the helicopter and then he covered the person with the wings and the um the shields I thought it was a cool not only was it just a cool moment to block the helicopter, but it was also a cool way. And then they mirrored it later on when Sam uh, was fighting Carly. And then at one point the wings came back and became like kind of like stakes in the ground to hold him, hold his spot there. <clears throat> they did a lot of cool things this episode that I think made you get over like the super soldier situation. Like he's got a shield and Sam can fight and he can fly around now with what I would assume is like a, uh, a, a stark core powered vibranium wingsuit you know what i mean and then now he's got multiple drones now as well so again it just it, it is it, it just as much as sam as his is his own person in terms of like what captain america is like his fighting style captain america is something completely different now too it's not just like you know punching and that kind of stuff and those kind of you know imagine when taurus is in the, the movie you know there's gonna be two of them flying around that will be insane. I, mm-hmm. I really want to find out more about this suit and what it can do. And I feel like we've only seen the, the tip of the iceberg. We never saw what it looked like in the suit. Like, I'm just really curious if, you know, we've seen Black Panther suit can kind of, uh, you know, sort of like nanotech form around him as he needs it to. Like, does this suit operate the same way? Is he a little, is it made of pure vibranium? Like, is he a little bit more bulletproof? Uh, the the are there more weapons that, that just you know obviously he wasn't doing a lot of offensive things here he was doing way more defensive saving kind of maneuvers and that kind of stuff but like you got to assume there's going to be weapons and stuff in the wings like guns and shit or like you know Tony Stark rockets like anything <clears throat> yeah I I can't wait I mean you you know also they're thinking about how many toys it'll sell 
So they're just going to add in, like, all the bells and whistles they can. Oh, every possible version. You remember when we were kids when, like, the Tim Burton Batman movies came out and it was, like, they had 50 different suits and they weren't even in the movie. It was, like, neon underwater Batman. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? So it's going to be, like, Sam Wilson Wakanda version Falcon suit. You know what I mean? It's going to be every, every type of skin you can. It's, like, every Fortnite skin or something. Like, what are the kids, like, the Fortnite skins? (laughs) Ooh, what does not sound pleasant? <laughs> um, oh my god, where do we even jump from? I mean, because really, the first twenty minutes or so is just a lot of action. So it's like, oh, I, oh, I do. There, I want to talk about for a second in the beginning, Bucky. Um, when he before everything kind of goes to shit, um, he he and Carly have a phone conversation, and Bucky really tries to talk her out. It's funny that Bucky hated the therapy sessions for me so much. And then again, you know, we see at the very end when he leaves, he's moved on from that. He goes and he, just like we said, we called that scene as well, too. Even the very kind of framing of the scene of like, you know, they didn't have the the full conversation. But he obviously went and he, in the scene with, <clears throat> when he says that your son was killed by the Winter Soldier and that was me. And that, to me, was a way of, like, you know, when Isaiah called him out earlier in this in the season and what Sam was talking about of, like, you're just running away from the problem and trying to fix it by doing these other things instead of actually doing the things to fix the problems that you cause. You're trying to fix your problems by fixing another problem instead of the problems that you caused. Um, and I, I thought Bucky had a lot of, like, that, that they, they left him in a really good spot. And I also, I said, I texted you. When he's talking to Carly, I was like, is this his uh, Thunderbolts audition here? You know what I mean? Talking the person off the ledge. He's talking about how you can you can do something different. You can do something better. You can be more than this. I mean, that to me was like, I mean, that's what Bucky is going to be going forward. And I kind of love that for him. I can kind of see him actually wanting to step in that role of like, if they're going to do something, then Bucky's going to come in and say, I'm going to try to help these guys. And if they get out of line, I'm going to kick their fucking ass. Well, he had the conversation with Isaiah earlier in the season. And Isaiah says, you think you can just wake up one day and like decide who you are or who right. you want to be. So I'm sure that Bucky kind of took that to heart and, you know, he's definitely going to be trying to make up for uh, a lot of the things he's done. Like I know we got the shot of him, like he checked off all the people in his book that he needed to make amends to, but I don't think it was like that easy. You know, he's definitely, we get happy shots of him at the end and he's able to like, be happy and enjoy life again but you know it's like it not everything will be fully gone like well, right i mean we didn't need to see him go and have like you know crying therapy sessions where he destroys people whose lives he's destroyed like you know what i mean like we don't need to see every single time he did that like it was more kind of like symbolic of like he did the work you know what i mean like sam said do the work i think that was just a way of them like kind of like a montage way i mean they did rush a lot of stuff at the very end and kind of like made you make the leaps for what they're showing you know what i mean like how they've grown <clears throat> that would have been one of my little criticisms of it but i i think they they got the point across yeah exactly i mean i would have loved to see more of him having that conversation with the the boy's father and you know just kind of go have that hard moment with bucky um yeah it's definitely a time thing that they had to rush through it but i would have liked to see that a little more 
I do like that line though said it all when he says, you know, I the winter soldier killed your son and that was me. I do think that was a direct answer to that line that you just said about Isaiah saying that of him saying I am going to own the things that I did. And I know it's like one line, but I do think that that was like exactly what they were trying to do of showing you like Bucky is not just saying, you know, he, he, I mean, he's taking ownership for all the things that he's doing and he's truly amending instead of like Sam said, avenging. Yeah. Oh, man, Sam, he is the new Captain America. Um, Let's see, but I, I want to say that, you know, the big, like the Sam stuff at the end, because I really think we need to just focus on the speech for just a little bit and just kind of talk about that in its own way. And then obviously the Isaiah stuff at the end, obviously. So let's talk about um, another part that, I, again, we got a little bit of this, but I, I do think that it was not enough. And I was kind of let down by this um, with Zemo, Zemo's storyline. Um, we do cut to the raft, obviously. Um, and he's there. And, I don't know if you made this connection. I didn't make this connection the first time, but I did the second time. Um, and Ashton pointed out too the when the flag smashers, the remaining soldiers, get blown up in the car. It cuts to Zemo's butler. Zemo's butler is the person who is in that car, the old man. So, I oh, forget, you missed that. I missed that the first time. Yes, I just can't. I mean, uh, that guy was shown for like two seconds, and it was like weeks ago. So I just didn't put that together. So, I mean, again, you know, I mean, Zemo still even in prison carried out his mission. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? Like you had said earlier, just a second ago, that the person before when they get into the truck was a flag smasher. So not only that, they're also flag smashers in the military. They they didn't mean for them to die there. You know what I mean? They thought they were just were going to the raft and like, well, we'll try to get them later. But Zemo even he still enacted his plan, even from the from the prison. So. I do kind of love that Bruce Wayne Alfred relationship that they have. <laughs> dark Bruce and Dark Alfred out here murdering people instead of you know saving people. <laughs> I mean, what what has that Butler been doing while Zemo? He's you know been in prison for all this time. Like maybe he stuck around for the the snap, and then suddenly Zemo's back, and it's like, oh, you want me to murder a bunch of these people? Like, okay, what? What else do I have to do with my time? Yeah, that, I I don't I don't that doesn't make sense to me. Once you really start to think about it, like how did he go over? How did he know to go to the global repatriation council thing? How did he know the car they were going to be in? Like it gets very Joker in the Dark Knight of like how did the fuck did he know all this shit was going to be able to happen to make this damn thing happen? There's no possible way. Yeah, but um, they, they do share that moment when they're on Zemo's private jet, where you know Zemo tells them like if the food smells bad, like give it to the guest and the butler laughs. And so they definitely have like that sort of like closer, more honest relationship. And I mean, who knows, maybe he's like from a long line of butlers for the Zemo family and they like do whatever they want or, you know, they are Hydra and they're super uh, racist or evil or whatever you want to call it. And he has like no problem murdering all these people. Oh, I have no doubt that it, I'm just talking about logistically. I have no doubt he oh, could totally yeah. blow up the thing and do Zemo's wishes. I'm just thinking logistically, how did, you know, Alfred get across the world? And then how did he know where to, what car to blow up for, that they were going to be in? Like, it just, there's just a lot there that I think is questionable. But it's like, it's like they wanted to tie up the loose ends of the, the remaining super soldiers that were left while 
being able to just connect it to Zemo. <laughs> it was like, well, we need to write these people out at the end of the season. We can't have them still here. And Zemo should be the one to kill him because he's the one that we can pin it to without having any sort of like ideological grayness. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in comes Alfred. I do love though that you you know we understand now that he is essentially sparing Bucky. Like yes. he he could take out Bucky anytime he wants, but he's accepted that he believes that he still believes that the world shouldn't have super soldiers or that the serum shouldn't exist. But like Bucky and or you know Steve, like they were kind of worthy or like they're they're not the problem. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like you know the conversation they had earlier in the se- the season when someone says, "But what about Steve Rogers?" and and uh, uh, Zemo goes, touche. Steve Rogers is a, you know, he's a pariah. He is an outlier to that. He's an anomaly to that equation. I almost feel like Bucky or uh, Zemo now goes, okay, Bucky as well, but that's it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like only those two. (laughs) Captain Bucky. Exactly. And now, you know, speaking of, you know, you say that, you know, Captain Bucky, I mean, now it is, it is the new Captain Bucky, but it's the new Captain Bucky. And we see the title card change at the very end of the show um, uh, to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Love that moment. So I love that it went from, I've seen like a bunch of memes and stuff, you know, because they had that really great moment of, um, if you remember, there was a moment when they're getting ready to jump out of the ship and Steve reaches over and touches Bucky's shoulder. And then there's a, a mirror, and Marvel does it so well when they mirror shots like this. And then there's that when they're leaving and Bucky's like, good job, Cap. And it cuts to behind them and he's got his arm behind him and he's like giving him the pat on the shield too. So it just like the way it mirrors that way just was just, just super, super awesome. And there's so many moments too, like when Sam flies in and saves the people, um, you know, after they attack John when John's trying to hold up the truck and he, you know, he pushes the, the, the truck back up and saves them. You know, there's a moment where Bucky looks up like, fuck yes, there he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there's my guy. There's my dude. There he is. He really is Cap. <laughs> you know what I mean? He also has the moment when he's fighting Carly and I'm glad that they did. I was, I think I may have mentioned this last week. I can't remember, but Cap always had the line, like I could do this all day. And Sam's whole thing is when he's fighting Carly, who's the villain of this whole story. You know, he doesn't, he's like, he, he's fighting her, but he's telling her like, I, I don't want to fight you. Like, let's, let's talk. And, you know, she keeps kicking his ass and he keeps standing up. And that was that kind of like mirroring moment of, you know, Sam could do this all day. Like he uh-huh. is going to like persevere through the, the fighting and the hardship and like do the right thing. And, you know, not just, be out to kill everyone he's always going to get back up i mean again sam is you said earlier too but it gets again it's the difference between they, they've shown you the difference between like sam and john and like what it means to be quote captain america it's not fighting for the quote country of america in a way i mean i guess i'm i'm just going to go here i'm going to i'm this is this is like reaching over into the current world and current political political topics and that kind of stuff and how i feel about stuff but I feel like the soul of our country is being fought for. And in a way, I think a lot of this show focused on that as well, on people saying that they believe in doing the right thing and then the people fighting to do the right thing. And um, I really feel like the, the speech with Sam was that that was the thing is it's like, 
I, I don't care what you call me. I don't care if anybody's mad at me about this kind of stuff. I and, and they do make that in the comment when he or in the scene with Isaiah when they talk about the greater like racial issues about like why would you fight for a country that doesn't that treats you this way? And in a way, in my personal opinion, that is you. You're not you're you're two times the better person. Meaning specifically, Sam of like knowing there are going to be people who literally want you to die, but you'll still fight for them because it, it, that is the right thing to do, whether you like it or not. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I really am glad that they focused on that in the speech for Sam in that way. And it was such a new way of showing like what Captain America can be and what Captain America should be. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I love about having John Walker in this season, but not making him the villain. Like he's part of the story to show that, to have that comparison between Sam or, you know, like what the, the true meaning and idea of being Captain America versus all this star spangled bullshit, like the idea of Captain America. And Carly says it too. She says, you, you of all people bought into that bullshit. And he says, no, I'm doing something new now. Do you know what I mean? And it's, um, yeah, I just, I, I, like I said, overall, the plot of the episodes, this episode, I and mean, really the season like, kind of was all over the place in my personal opinion, but the character growths of everybody were the fascinating things to watch and to watch them deal with those kind of things. And uh, I, I, again, I don't really necessarily think that like, you know, you and I called it as well that, you know, Sam has that, he not only has the big saving moment in front of the public, of saving the, you know, the world leaders and the councils and all that kind of stuff. But then he has the big speech moment too. And he has the, I mean, I loved in the speech where he said, I, there are people here, there are people here right now who are looking at me and I can feel them like looking at me, like, why is he wearing that? He doesn't deserve to wear that. And, uh, still going above that, uh, to Sam says, you have to do better. We all have to do better. And I think that's a that's a cool way of showing you who Sam is and what he's going to be, you know, as Cap going forward. Uh, yeah. So are we are we diving into the speech here now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of talked about it a little bit, but it just that that was the that to me was the like climax of the sh- of the season and really Sam's arc so far and the show. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I do love that scene because yeah, he saves the the politicians and the senator that we've seen sort of as the the face of the politicians, and he, the senator sort of approaches it like, "Thank you for saving like me, like us, like the politicians, the good guys. Like, thank you for taking care of the terrorists." And and Sam's like no, fuck you, like, I'm saving all of you, now it's time for you to, like, figure your shit out. Yeah, the reason she's here is because I'm not not letting you off that easy, like, I'm holding you accountable, like, I I saved you for a reason, now fix fix your shit. The reason she's here, the reason Carly is here doing this shit, is because you all are out here hurting others. You are causing other people to do this. And so, okay, fine. I, I stopped her. Well, guess what? There's going to be two or three. There's going to be a hundred more Carly's and they're going to be more pissed and they're going to do things that are crazier and crazier. So 
something else has to be done differently. And because that is the right thing to do. Um, ugh, I'm getting like real, I'm over here like giving a sermon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Well, like who wouldn't want to get up and like just give it to a politician right in front of the world, essentially. And to do it in a way, but still, you know, we, we, we called that too of like Sam showing the world who he really is there. That it isn't just, and again, I, I think the Flag Smashers are going to help Sam. I, I, do you know what I mean? Like, whatever that movement ends up becoming, whether uh, maybe it becomes less extremist and more like kind of like Robin Hoodie helping people who are doing that. Like, I can see them like, I, 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 like Captain America, go! Like, fuck the U.S., but Captain America, yes! Do you know what I mean? Like, that, I can see that being the relationship Sam has with the world. Captain America, yay! USA, boo! Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, you know, I don't disagree with that either. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, 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 that, that's the thing about. I mean, I guess again, I'm making another like greater political comment, but it's like I that is like I, we should be self-criticizing ourselves for the things that we are responsible for, like. How can you, how can you say, I am so good. I am a good person. I am just and right. And, and then, you know, you either turn the blind, blind eye to all this other injustice and, you know, pain and all this other kind of stuff for your own self aggrandizement. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, at what point, at what point does someone go, well, no, I'm not going to fight for that. No, I'm not going to fight for you. Don't make me. Don't expect me to, to lick your fucking boots and thank you for it. Like, who wants to do that? Nobody wants to do that. I was, like, getting so fucking angry when I was watching the show and the the senator has the a line where he's talking about, like, how hard it is to make the rules and, sh- and you're just like, oh, like, fuck you. It's, like, hard to, like, sit up there in your ivory tower and make decisions that affect people you don't care about at all. It's just a, a slap in the face to the, the people dealing with the actual hardships. And Sam even says it, you know, was anyone in the room when you were making these decisions or was it just other people like you? And it's just mm, like, fuck you guys. It's so good. They, they did a really good job of showing you what Sam is going to be as Captain America in MCU going forward. And I feel like it's incredibly relevant and it's incredibly timely. And I'm just super excited for Anthony Mackie. Um, I, I, you know, he's uh, crutching it. He, I watched this interview with him and um, that he talked about uh, the, the premiere and he showed his son and his son, when he was talking about the premiere of um, Endgame, when it, when they, you know, he took his son and his he had not told him, but then he, you know, he saw this the scene when he gives him the shield, and he was like, "You're Captain America, Dad," and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." And he said at first he didn't think about it, but then like weeks later, his kid was like, "Dad," he like got it, he like got it, and he was like, "Dad, you're Captain America!" Oh my God, he's like, "What's the proudest thing?" It just was like the most amazing thing. So I I really think they've. You know, they've said before, you know, the biggest criticism is that he's been quote boring, which I will fight people over that. But, uh, you know, now now we, we've got Sam and uh, I'm, I'm happy that we have him. It's so crazy to think how long it's taken us to get to this point. 
I mean, him showing up in Winter Soldier back in what 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, was probably cast in like 2012, 2013. And I mean, that's like a long time to be around, like doing this character. And it's like he's, he, uh, I'm just so excited to see where he's come. I feel even though he's been around for seven years or something, we're like just now getting into it. Same with uh, uh, WandaVision and Wanda. Um, uh, Wanda, Vision, I mean, like, just really diving into these, up until now, kind of like side or minor characters and giving them their due. And it's just so exciting and fun to see, and they're killing it. And Bucky's never been in a better place as well, too, I feel like. I mean, like, he's, you know, he's been, like, we get him in like moments and then it's like, okay, he's in Wakanda and he's doing better. And then, you know, he's got his flowing hair and Steve's all right. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're like, it just like kind of clothes pins, uh, the, you know, the plot lines as we get, see him. And I feel like we really got to see a whole lot of growth from him. And I think we got to see him also like step out of the winter soldier. Like he, he really is not that anymore. I think one of my favorite, well, not one of my favorite things, but something that um, I wasn't even, I didn't notice this until um, I was watching this other show called Couples Therapy. And in the um, in the show, uh, there's this couple and the guy in the, the relationship, he's a black man. He's talking about how he has to code switch. You know, he behaves this way when he goes to work and he behaves this way when he's around his friends. And it's very much a, a survival thing. You know, he, it's so like second nature to him at this point. And I feel like it was a very conscious decision in that final scene to show Sam when he's having that speech, you know, even though he's talking about subjects that, you know, would rile up any other person. It's like, he's telling himself like, like be calm or like, don't be, aggressive don't appear like too loud and mm-hmm. it, it, it it's such a shame because you know he, he has to like censor himself mm-hmm. even though he's talking about these very real world problems but mm-hmm. it felt like such a a conscious decision to have his character be that not that sam is a, a very like loud boisterous uh aggressive person but i i think they just made a point to show him in that light like look i'm not giving you any reason to to fear me like i'm you know calm collective making his points um it it was just a watching that other show and hearing that man talk about his experience kind of made me look at that last scene in a a very different perspective absolutely i mean you you know this is you know that's just something we, we you and i we can't really speak on it really you know what i mean we're trying to speak about somebody else's experience you know what i mean that you know <laughs> so we're just talking about this and like how terrible it would be to build that but then to realize it's like god yeah i have got i i gotta do my work i gotta do my work to be a part of that so that it isn't the, you know what I mean? Like it isn't just assume someone who's fighting for something passionately is like the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like how ridiculous is that in the first place? You know what I mean? So it, it it's I I just really, regardless of my criticisms of the actual plot of the show itself, um, I think what they what they did with Sam and the points that they said and made and that they criticized about the world and society that we lived in really, really worked. And that scene with Isaiah at the end, I mean, I cried again watching it 
the second time. And I mean, it just really was, uh, we freaking nailed it that it was going to happen first and foremost. Uh, but, uh, just a really, really wonderfully acted, um, great moment. <laughs> I mean, there's just no other way to put it. Oh God. I, I knew it was come- when Sam had, you know, he tells him like, Hey, like go get dressed up. I want to take you somewhere. I don't know if you were thinking this, but I was like, this is it. Like, Oh yeah. Is- <laughs> I was like, it's exactly what we said. Oh, oh, I was like, I was like, you know, rub my hands together. Like, Oh, I'm about ready to cry. <laughs> I'm about ready to be fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and then and his, his, Carl Lumley's face. I uh, we we also have to go back and talk about Eli because Eli is just great, and I really hope I can't wait to see him moving forward. And uh, I love when he first opened the door and he's like, "What you want, Black Falcon?" <laughs> <laughs> and Sam was just like, "You little asshole!" <laughs> just little things like that. Like even even just that little exchange, I think like I think Sam will be like a like a mentor tutor confidant i mean i could even see eli being in the next captain america movie in some capacity um you know depending on what they choose to do with him so i i I just i loved every bit of that last scene there oh yeah i mean i can't wait to see what they do with eli and i'm uh blanking on the actor's name i think it's actually isn't it elijah uh i think so yes i'm blanking on his name as well too um but even though he had like very just quick like small moments just like what they showed of him like i'm so excited for him uh to see him sort of develop as patriot um you know eli bradley like i i think they nailed that casting and he brings just a you know such like a great energy to even the smallest lines so oh for sure he's got a presence and it's gonna be great to see him with like kate and you know Cassie and oh, just the billion and billion uh, Tommy. You know what I mean? Like they're totally, totally setting it up, and uh, they've really they picked some great people. I mean, come on now, Marvels, you cannot deny the casting. Yeah, they're really cutting edge. You know, putting Kit Harrington and uh, uh, Richard Maddox in the same movie, and Kit Harrington playing a, a knight. <laughs> Richard, uh, Richard Madden has got. I mean, Richard Madden's gay anyway, but you know he's got to be the saltiest queen ever. Motherfucker stole my lead in one show, and now he's gonna steal my lead in the Marvel <laughs> movie too. <laughs> Fuck off, Kit. <laughs> He'll probably die too. I guarantee you, Icarus will probably die in that movie as well. The, I'm just picturing him getting that phone call, like, "Oh wow, they cast uh, Black Knight. Uh, you know, Dane Whitman. Like, who is it?" And they're like. And then him just like dropping the phone. <laughs> <laughs> his his publicist is like, Harrington. <laughs> it's, it's totally the Patrick Bateman like business card scene from American Psycho. <laughs> just vein popping in the forehead. And what did you say? <laughs> it's so exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eternals. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, we'll we'll get to Eternals later. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the scene with Carl Lumley, I mean, when he goes in and gives Sam the hug and, you know, the camera's on his face and he's just, I mean, shaking uh, emotionally, just overwhelmed with with so much emotion. I mean, you you really feel it. it was like, oh, for sure. And Sam, and Sam says, you know, Sam goes, you know, they'll never forget you. You know, they'll people will always know what you did and what you did for this country. And that kind of, you know, Isaiah said they erased me. And I feel like you know, this is 
the underracer, if you will, and like the ooh, even just thinking about it, like emotion, emotions, I can't even understand. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't understand what it's like to be a a, a soldier and and you know all kind of stuff. And then especially on top of that, being a, a black soldier as well. And then you know they're also making the comment of like really, it, in my opinion, that they're also like giving. Marvel is like tipping their hat to the actual black soldiers who served in World War II and all this kind of stuff that were just treated like shit. And, you know, they, they were erased. I feel like Isaiah is this like, he is this like symbol of all of that. And, oh, just, just such a powerful performance all around. And, uh, you know, I, I hope we, maybe this isn't the, I hope this isn't the last we're going to see of him, you know, I, I, particularly Eli, but, you know, Isaiah's around too, you know. Oh, I definitely want them to come back. Um, it, they've got to. It is just perfect casting, great characters. You know, as we dive into uh, more into Eli, uh, uh, you know, Isaiah's going to be around, and I, I, I can't wait. Is it time? Is it time for the last what now of, uh, of the Falcon and Winter Soldier? We're getting ready to close our second season here, Curtis. Can you I know. Can you believe it? God, I can't. I well, I don't want to wait until Loki, but uh, what am I going to do on Friday mornings now? Well, we can talk about that at the end of the episode with what we're going to be coming up with to uh, to fill that time with. But it's true. Until now, well, I think it's time for the the six million dollar question. Oh, we're up to six million now. Yep. Well, uh, yep. We got all six episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. We've been hearing possibilities of there being a season two. Um, but, uh, moving forward, Peyton Conley, what now? Um, you know, I, I really, um, I really don't know here. I mean, I think there were way more, uh, no, I don't even know. I'm, I'm kind of stumped here this time at the end of this season, because we've got a lot of time. It's going to pass. Cause now, now I think with this, what now I'm going to try to focus on like, other properties that we know are happening, things that could be happening, that kind of stuff. They've already said, you know, they did some switching around. You know, we haven't talked about the fact that initially Yelena was supposed, Florence Pugh was supposed to be the cameo in this season. She was supposed to be the big one, but they switched that because of uh, the, like, you know, obviously Black Widow being moved, all that kind of stuff. So they didn't want her to debut in this show. So we got one instead of the other. Um, I, I think this show, obviously they're going to be doing Captain America four. Um, whether this show comes back after that movie, I, I don't know how that would work if they did a movie and then came back to this. I know that it's still kind of up in the air how these shows are going to continue, even though I'm pretty sure they said that WandaVision is not going to be continuing, which, thank God, that makes sense. Uh, but if this is going to continue to, a sh- um, if this is going to jump to a movie, then I, I, I kind of want Sam to be, though know, he's now Captain America in the movie. So I don't necessarily need a second season of this show because these plot lines will be felt in several different properties, in my opinion. I think they're going to be felt in the overall Avengers properties whenever they figure out what's going to be happening between Dark Avengers, Thunderbolts, whatever. I think it's going to lead, obviously, right into Black Widow. We're going to see Julie Louise Dreyfus in Black Widow. So I think I think we're actually going to get more um, of, like, answers of what's going on. I, I, one of the points I said earlier today was that we didn't really get much from Zemo. I actually think there will be some sort of Zemo situation in credit scene for Black Widow. That's my opinion. So I'm going to say that's going to be my what now is that, that this leading directly into the Dark Avengers, even though they're not going to be called the Dark Avengers, like they won't call themselves that, that's going to lead to both of those teams. 
I can totally see that. And I know we've talked about that sort of uh, offline as well, but I, it definitely feels like the direction they're moving in. And I'm placing my bets. I'm going to place my bet right now. I'm saying that Julie Louise Dreyfus is a scroll. And I also am calling it now. I think that Amelia Clark is going to be Abigail Brand. And I think she's going to be a, in the MCU. She's going to be a scroll and a mutant hybrid. In the MCU, she's an alien and an and a hybrid. That's my call. Interesting. I could definitely see that as well. Kurt! I'm here. Regalus. What now? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with a lot of your points. I I don't think there'll be... Yeah, there won't be a season two of this show, at least not in the... Like, it won't be uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier 2. It won't be, like, Captain America and Winter Soldier 2. But I could see it being some kind of, like team up again like still same uh, like theme and atmosphere and just like the feeling of the show but maybe it's something else like I just, not, I'm, not that I think it would be this but like Zemo and the Winter Soldier or something like that I could see them doing something like that not sure what but uh, maybe 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 it's Thunderbolts you know maybe that's what the show evolves into because That's it's the same, it, it's the same creators that are going, that like the Malcolm Spellman and the writers and stuff are jumping to the movie. So do you know what I mean? They're they're going to be there's going to be some similarities there. I do feel like this show is definitely leading into, uh, yeah, Thunderbolts for sure. Like if I had to think about properties that this kind of like intertwines with, uh, definitely Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, what was totally blinking what was the thing we were just talking about the um uh, dark avengers thunderbolts uh, it's uh, thunderbolts yes yeah. uh yeah thunderbolts for sure we've been talking about that for a while and i think there's definitely enough players on the board now that they could make that happen and it makes sense uh especially you know zemo in the raft and they're bringing back the raft they're talking about it more it's just like now's the perfect time. You're talking about Bucky's speech in the beginning, you know, being his audition for the Thunderbolts. That'll definitely happen. I totally think uh, Val is a scroll as well. Um, I could even see, you know, uh, uh, Nick Fury even knowing about it. Like maybe he knows that she's a scroll and he's like, maybe he's the one that hired her and he, because he's been working with the scrolls for decades. So, uh, you know, I'm sure the invasion is happening like right under his nose and he doesn't even he's unaware. And we, we see this kind of thing all the time where these organizations are growing within these other organizations. So I'm, I'm sure like all the scrolls that he is aware about and that he works with on a daily basis will kind of like flip or not all of them, but definitely uh, enough to shake things up. I think um, I'm really curious to see what they do with Bucky now. It's like he's they they've got him in a good place. They kind of like wrapped him up. He's he's happy, but he's definitely he's still around. He's still in the MCU, but I don't quite know what to do with him except you know making another appearance in Cap Four, which I've been thinking about that for a couple of days, and I have no idea what a Cap Four movie would look like, like who the the villain would be. What's the conflict and 
what's the hook? And I, I'm not quite sure in a good way. I'm not saying the story's gone, but they're just starting this whole new chapter of Captain America, and it could go in, in any direction. He's fighting Republicans. Yes. <laughs> Sam stops the insurrection in the MCU. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, Cap 4 is the 2024 presidential election where Trump runs again and Sam whoops his ass or something. Oh, I love that. Sam versus Trump on the, at, at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> he takes on the alt-right. <laughs> oh, too scary. <laughs> yeah. Scary because it's real. Yes. Um, I feel like the show's, you know, we have Loki coming up. I don't think there'll be as many, if any, sort of allusions to this show or WandaVision. I feel like that may have like larger tie-ins to prop, you know, movies that we haven't even talked about or thought about in a while, like or haven't even been announced. Uh, yeah, like it could tie into all these new movies, or it could revisit Thor two, or uh, who knows? Loki is going to be a, its whole own beast, and I'm I'm really excited to see what they do with that, but. I feel like this is kind not as contained of a story as WandaVision, but still sort of its own thing. And now they're set up to go in a, a whole new direction with whatever movie they go with. But you brought up earlier, you know, where's Spider-Man during all this? And that's kind of a problem that they run into. Like the, the MCU is so big now that anytime there's a threat, you're like, well, why isn't, Sam calling all the other Avengers and you know where is Spider-Man and like why isn't this happening and you you know they can't explain everything like in a future movie are they going to have a, a maybe it's just a throwaway line but they kind of have to like keep justifying like why all these heroes and characters aren't coming in and so I'm I'm, I'm curious what they see to do with that but uh I I can't wait to see Spider Man like see Falcon in a suit for the first time and and Scott and Scott too come Scott, on ugh. you know Paul Rudd's gonna have some amazing line I I just love all these new costumes that are coming like these characters are now in their full like superheroes are very much a thing in the MCU like and and they have been for a while but you know Sam's outfit is very much you know, the having just more like flavor and characters in these costumes and these superhero names, like superheroes are just a, a very well, like established fact in the MCU. And they just ask us to like, go with it at this point, And I'm all for it. Oh, I am all aboard that ship. Choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about. So we uh, we we finished up our our season here. It's been a great season so far. Uh, I'd give it a strong, probably eight for me over the entire for the entire my rating for the entire entire thing. Not that it's criticisms, but I thought they did a lot of good stuff, and um, can't wait to see what comes next. Me neither. I mean, pretty, we've got a, a little gap here to fill. So uh, hopefully in the coming weeks, you know, we'll uh, talk about Loki and maybe some like theories and, and plot starters that, you know, we could talk about for that show. Uh, also, we want to start talking about, you know, how 
could they bring in the Thunderbolts into the MCU and what are some of our theories and ideas for how that could work? Young Avengers. I mean, there's uh, even all the movies they've already announced up to this point. Uh, Shang-Chi, like breaking down that trailer. My boy. Uh, movie could be. I, I know you're excited for that one. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to, we're going to have to just do, uh, we're going to have to do Shang-Chi. Should we just uh, do it now? Should we just go straight? We're just the... straight into the Shang-Chi break. I mean, I could, don't, don't, I can talk about my boy Simu all day. I can't wait. Um, I, there's tons of stuff. My friend, we got Hawkeye's coming out. We've got, we haven't even talked about Black Widow. Black Widow's still around. Um, Eternals, Chloe, Chloe girl. She just won best director. We got a Marvel best director, best picture winner coming up. Uh, we do do an episode on the Eternals, and then finally, we are going to do an episode very, very soon about the thing that I cannot wait, and that is the X Men. Oh, God! We could do a whole season on just talking about uh, our vision for the X Men and the MCU. Well, we're going to do it, and our audience is going to love it. <laughs> the scene opens on the Hellfire Gala. <laughs> the Krakoa Gate opens and out steps House of X number one. Boom. <laughs> Go read that. It's amazing. Kurt, my friend, did we just finish our second season? In the bag. Bag it. <laughs> <laughs> in the bag are we in our bag did we get our bags did we secure the bags this is my bag baby (laughs) all right you guys thank you so much again we apologize for a little bit of a delay we had some live things come up but that's okay i'm gonna promise to try to get the episodes out as uh, as soon as we can uh we are gonna be looking forward to doing our friday release schedule maybe we're gonna see what we're gonna try to focus on um for this first topic before we get to loki but we will see you soon I'm not apologizing because we owe you nothing. <laughs> this is true. We have been warning you this entire time. <laughs> well, honestly, thanks for everybody for sticking around. And yeah, can't wait to see you guys in the, the coming weeks. Kurt, you're the best. Around. <laughs> you're the best in the class <laughs> this year. <laughs> Peyton Conley, always a pleasure. See you next time, bud. See you, bud. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Marvel What Now podcast. This is Kurt. For more theories and custom artwork, you can follow on social media at Marvel What Now. And I am Peyton, and for more pictures of me shirtless and just general buffoonery, you can find me on Instagram at P for the number Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N. Be sure to like and subscribe at the bottom, and we will see you when we see you, because we owe you nothing. <laughs>